Greetings to everyone from the First Presbyterian Church of Jacksonville, Illinois with the First Love Ministry. Reverend Jonathan Warren has titled his sermon today, Looking Good. Our liturgist today is Anita Ott. The Illinois College Chamber Choir will be performing two selections before the sermon and one after. The first two selections are Esperita di Dios. The second selection is Cultivo Una Rosa Blanca, the last performance by the Illinois College Chamber Choir is going to be performed during our offertory time, and that selection is titled Old Hundredth. Our first scripture reading comes to us from Isaiah 65, 17 through 25. The second scripture reading is taken from Revelations 1, 4 through 8. The Illinois College Chamber Choir will end their performance with a song titled, May the Lord Bless You and Keep You. We here at First Love Ministries pray that you have a joyful and peaceful, healthy and safe week. God bless. The scripture reading is from Revelation 1, 4 through 8. Let us listen to the word of God. John, to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is in and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth. To him who loves us and freed us from our sins by his blood and made us to be a kingdom, priests serving his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Look, he is coming with the clouds. Every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And on his account, all the tribes of earth will wail. So it is to be. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. This is the word of God.
Thank you so much. Our scripture reading continues in Isaiah chapter 65, verses 17 through 25. Let us listen to the word of God today. For I am about to create new heavens and a new earth. Former things shall not be remembered or come to mind, but be glad and rejoice forever in what I am creating, for I am about to create Jerusalem as a joy and its people as a delight. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and delight in my people, nor no more shall the sound of weeping be heard in it or the cry of distress. No more shall there be in it, in it an infant that lives but a few days or an old person who dies who does not live out a lifetime. For one who dies at a hundred years will be considered a youth. And one who falls short of a hundred will be considered accursed. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For like the days of a tree shall the days of my people be and my chosen shall Long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity. For they, they shall be offspring blessed by the Lord and their descendants as well. Before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox, but the serpent. Its food shall be dust. They shall not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountains, says the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I'm excited about our Sunday school program that's, that's starting and beginning, and we'll have that for the next few weeks. And so if you have little ones or if you know of little ones and want them to be part of it, I encourage you to bring them here and uh, share in this way of, of hearing God's story. A few months ago, I was sitting at my desk and just working on my computer, and I simply turned my head to the left, and oh my goodness, I got this awful crick in my neck, and I couldn't move without pain. I tried to reach for the phone, but even trying for that hurt, basically crippled with any slight turn or movement. When I got home, I tried using our small back massager, but it didn't really help. Those disposable heat packs that you tape on, the ibuprofen, those were my go-tos for the next week or so. And I basically moved like a robot without a neck, like this, for a few weeks. I tried to move my neck, and it was just impossible. I realized quickly that's why 40 is over the hill. <laughs> because this doesn't happen when you're in your 20s or 30s. 
Now, whenever I told anyone over 40, they all started nodding their heads as though they were saying, welcome to the rest of your life. And their eyes said, wait until you're 50 or older. <laughs> Siobhan was quick to point out that I sit all hunched over at my computer. So now when you come into my office, you'll see a nifty little stand for my laptop, and it's not to make the desk look neater. I used to think that when God resurrects my body, I wanted a body that looked good in a swimsuit all the time. Not just when I'm working out or on a diet. I wanted the kind of resurrected body that looks good in all my clothes, that fits in the jeans I wore in college. But now that I'm a little older, looks, while nice, don't matter as much to me. Instead, when God resurrects my body, I mainly want one that works one that doesn't have aches or pains, that's the kind of body I need in the new heaven and the new earth. We often say in the Apostles' Creed, we share it nearly every week in worship, and if not, once a month. Sometimes we say it wrote without thinking what we're actually saying. But one of the little phrases we say at the end, I believe in the resurrection of the body. This goes beyond Christ's bodily resurrection. It actually says that we believe that our bodies will resurrect. What does that even look like? What does that even mean? How is God going to resurrect my body? Will I still have the mole on my chest that I don't really like? What about these glasses that I'm wearing? Will my eyesight be better in the new heaven and the new earth? You might wonder about that tattoo. It sounded like a good idea when you were younger. Does that keep, do we keep that? What about the wrinkles or gray hair? Am I going to look like I'm at when I was 20? Or like me, the age when I die? Will I look like that beauty or hunk at a beach? Or will I look like me? This is really hard to imagine or picture or even understand this resurrection of the body. Remember when Mary Magdalene was at the tomb and she was weeping. Jesus had just died. And she wondered who took Jesus' body from the tomb. And then Jesus appeared to her, but she didn't recognize him. She thought it was a gardener because Jesus didn't look like Jesus. She wanted to know where Jesus was because he didn't look the same. In fact, she didn't know it was Jesus until he called her by name. And then she recognized Jesus. Isaiah 65 tells us that God will create a new heaven and a new earth. It tells us what life will be like there too. A hundred-year person is considered a youth. We won't remember the former things. We will live in a city of joy. We will always be a delight. There won't be any distress, war, work. Basically, it's going to be good. This new heaven and this new earth, things won't be like they are here and now. This means we don't have to worry about aches or pains, about dieting. Or at least we won't even care what we look like. 
At the first church I served in Cody, Wyoming, there was a member there named Sally. Sally was just a few years away from retiring as a teacher, and one day she slipped and fell at school. She had to go to the hospital. At first it seemed just like a little inconvenience, but over time the doctors realized that her foot wasn't getting better. In fact, this little fall started turning into a nightmare, and the small injury didn't heal like it should, and the wound became infected. Doctors tried one thing after another. They waffled back and forth. Maybe they could save her foot. Maybe they couldn't. Finally, the doctors realized that in order to save the rest of Sally's leg, they'd have to amputate her foot. It was, it was impossible, hard to even imagine what she and her husband Max were going through. They had stacks and stacks of medical bills since they were in the hospital for weeks and weeks. They had to rethink their whole lives. She not only had the physical loss, but there was emotional loss. How do you function with an integral piece of your body now gone? What changes would have to be made to their house, to their car, to Sally's classroom and teaching? For Sally, those immediate concerns occupied her mind for a long time. But today, as we're thinking about the resurrection of the body, think about what that might mean for Sally. Not only what this means for her, but for others with a serious physical ailment, or even less serious things like a bum knee, or bad teeth, or stomach problems. We can even go one more step. What does it mean for people with disabilities? Overall, this isn't really about us wishing we had the perfect beach body when we get to this new heaven. The new heaven, a new earth, what will Sally's body be like? Now, the good news of Jesus Christ for Sally and for each of us is that, yes, our bodies will be whole. In the new heaven and the new earth, Isaiah tells us someone who lives 100 years will be but a youth. In our new bodies, we won't have infections or scars. We won't have cancer or diabetes. Our minds will never go. Our joints won't ache. So when we say, I believe in the resurrection of the body, this is what we're talking about, that we will be whole. We have a glimpse of it through the resurrected Christ, for his new body is no longer broken or frail. Jesus' new body is fit for the new heaven and the new earth. So the next time you're ill or you know someone who's in the hospital, the next time you visit someone with Alzheimer's or any disease, next time your aging body isn't working the way it used to be, know that God has a plan. God promises us a body fit for the new heaven and new earth, and that body is whole. Every time we say the Apostles' Creed, we proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. I believe in the resurrection of the body. Yes, in our bodily resurrection. In this life, our bodies will change. They will fail. They will ache. They aren't whole. 
They might even need replacement parts. I don't know about you, but these days I need extra reassurance, especially as I age and have more aches and pains. And this is why we say these ancient creeds every week in worship, to remind us that we believe in God's promises and so we can hear them again and again and again and say them. Praise be to God for this Easter season where we witness and share the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I believe in the resurrection of the body. I believe that God promises to make us all whole. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And now let us stand and boldly say the Apostles' Creed together. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. If you found this podcast inspirational and would like to support the First Love Ministry programs at First Presbyterian Church, please send any contributions to First Presbyterian Church at 870 West College, Jacksonville, Illinois. Our zip code is 62650. Our phone is 217-245-4189. You can contact our secretary there between the hours of 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. Monday through Friday. Our email is office at firstpresjacks.org. That's office at F-I-R-S-T 
P-R-E-S-J-A-X dot O-R-G. Masks are now optional anywhere in the church. Our in-person church services start at 10 a.m. on Sunday. Access to our online church service starts at 9.55 a.m. You can listen to these live services on our Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com slash first, F-I-R-S-T, P-R-E-S, Jacks. You can join our Facebook group called First Presbyterians with a Purpose. We have a choir that meets from 7 to 8 p.m. every Thursday night, and we welcome all who are willing to sing. We look forward to hearing from you, either by email, mail, or phone. God bless, and may you have a peaceful and safe year.